It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. Yay. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> it's almost Christmas time. Yeah, man. It's a good time. It's kind of crazy. There's like 11 days till Christmas. Well, I'm kind of excited. Once this podcast comes out, come out like six days till Christmas. Even yeah. <laughs> <So>. scarier. <laughs> hey. Do you shopping? Tell Amazon your address. Give them your money. <laughs> and get your stuff. And have a good day. Because Jeff needs lots of help. <laughs> Our readings today can be found at usccb.org. Put daily readings at the top of the page, then select the fourth Sunday of Advent. Fourth Sunday of Advent. December 20th, first reading, 2 Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go, tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. And I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The responsorial psalm is from Psalm 89. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, my kindness is established forever. In heaven you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. Forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. He shall say of me, you are my father, my God, the rock, my savior. Forever I will maintain my kindness toward him and my covenant with him stands firm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Our second reading is from the book of Romans. Brothers and sisters, to whom who can strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. And our gospel comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. 
and the virgin's name was Mary. Coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. So we invite you to go ahead and uh, pause here and look over the readings. And then uh, once you come back, we'll kind of talk about some of the things that stood out to us. And hopefully you can discuss some of those things as well and, uh, with your family or friends or loved ones or whoever you may be listening to the podcast with today. And we'll jump back in here as we reflect on the readings as well. Like one thing that's uh, pretty just kind of straightforward here is... Uh, the way that um, in the gospel that Jesus uh, is fulfilling the prophecy made to David uh, in that covenant that uh, was made in the first reading, um, I just think that's just really cool. It's just a reminder that uh, Jesus was entered into humanity in this way in a certain context um, to fulfill certain prophecies. Um, didn't just come out of nowhere, but there is a, uh, a really amazing history behind who he was supposed to be um, even at this point when he was not even born yet. So I think that's pretty cool. I know this is a gospel we've heard endless times in our life. Um, but I'm always in awe of the trust and the faith of Mary um, receiving this news. And I'm sure she was feeling lots of different emotions and being uncertain of what was going on um, truly um, but just being open and receptive and willing even though she you know with with everything that was going on in her life and um, just open, openly saying you know may it be done to me according to your word just having that faith um, in that moment. I, I, I love these readings. You know, the whole, the whole season of Advent and, and Christmas time and Epiphany, Holy Family, all these things coming together. Um, I think what's really standing out to me, though, is the angel's address to her of hail full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Or with you, sorry. Uh, and it, her response is she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of uh, greeting this might be. And I think a lot of times what happened, 
Um, for for a long time, I think people looked at Hail Full of Grace, the Lord is with you, as this was a typical greeting in those times, but it wasn't. Like this the the, the actual translation of Hail Full of Grace is only used two other times throughout all of the Bible. Um, and both times are to kings. Um, and I'd have to go back and, and look to see where it was. But it's it's like King David and like maybe, you know, one of the early, um, uh, maybe Moses, somebody like that, right? Not a king, but um, it's, it's just, it's verbiage that is, used so rarely that it makes sense that she would be troubled by hearing that instead of hello mary how are you today it's like hail full of grace the lord is with you it's like a a proclamation of who she is and who she is meant to be and i think that's why she her immediate response was to be troubled at what that would be um and then to go from that at the very beginning of the conversation of being so troubled at the, the greeting that the angel uses to then at the end, like you were just saying, Chelsea, let it be done according to your word. To, to go from that doubt and that, mm-hmm. that fear to obedience so quickly once she knew um, where it was, you know. And I, I think that's the, the prayer for all of us that we should be responding to, especially during this Advent time, is let it be done to me according to your word. I think, unfortunately, we get so distracted by all the other noise uh, in the world that we don't actually get to hear, you know, none of us are going to be addressed the same way with an angel standing, you know, two feet away from us saying, hey, guess what's about to happen? But we've all, you know, it, it's, it's happening in our lives all the time that God is working through us and with us and through the people around us and telling us things, but we don't always listen. And very rarely do we respond by saying, let it be done according to your word. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the, the thing that I'm taking from this to say, like, this is what I need to be doing a better job of. Like, how am I responding to what the Lord is calling me to do? I think, too, just looking at um, the importance of Mary's yes here. Um, I guess it doesn't actually say the word yes, at least in the English translation. Um, but there's the word fiat in Latin that we often use as kind of the one singular word to kind of go um, to settle on. But the importance here of Mary saying, may it be done to me according to your will. Um, thinking of that in connection with later on when Jesus himself will say, um, yeah, yeah, not my will, not my but will your will be done. Be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about, I had a friend a couple years back, he's now a priest, and he I heard him once kind of present the gospel to some people that we knew who weren't um, really Christians, and he presented it in this in just in such a simple way that I, I don't know he didn't come up with it, but um, of just it's all about at the beginning of time Adam and Eve said, "My will, not your will," and here at this important time, Jesus on the cross says, "You know, not my will, but your will be done." Um, and here's Mary saying the same thing um, to sort of bring in that era of um, what Christ is doing. And I think that's just really important to think about, especially as you were saying, you know, it's, it's now within our power to, to say that to God, and whether it's, you know, the trumpets blaring and angels coming down, or if it's just knowing what we're convicted to do um, by love and all of that. Like, it's amazing that we have the opportunity to be a part of that 
kind of changing of uh, of the way that you know everything's been since Adam and Eve. Yeah, I I, I think going back to the it, it, her proclamation of let it be done unto me according to your word it's like a um, it's an understanding of a collaboration of what the will is for God and for Jesus Christ his son and that she is willing to align her life to whatever that plan is no matter what it means right and we will we'll talk more in the next coming weeks um with what all that entails, but obviously the idea that Mary, Mary's acceptance of that is total obedience, even to, to knowing where, like, we have the scene um, where she she's in the temple and Simeon sees her and says, like, your, your sword, your heart will be pierced with a sword. Uh, and she takes that on, you know, knowingly, uh, everything that's going to happen. Well, not without fully knowing exactly what's going to happen knowing what's going to happen uh, she still accepts that and is obedient to all that so. well, great thank you so much for joining us for the fourth Sunday of Advent we look forward to uh, sharing some insights with the upcoming uh, Christmas liturgy uh, and you know we got the feast of Holy Family and Epiphany coming up as well uh, and that'll bring us right into the new year so uh Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you some more over the next couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend.